Welcome to Keep the Heart Podcast. If you're new to our podcast, I wanted to be sure and let you know that we have some great resources available at keeptheheart.com, so be sure and visit our website. We're talking about great relationships today. Relationships have moments, don't they? We shouldn't be surprised by that because humans are included, but there are things that we could do to prepare ourselves to have better responses leading to better relationships. Not perfect, but better. Welcome to Keep the Heart Podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker known for sharing biblical insights that are practical and inspiring. Now back to today's valuable study. We know that imperfect people can't have perfect relationships, right? But God left us with the equipment to do a better job if we'll use the equipment. Let's look at three verses that are great for our interactions with others so that we can develop some healthy habits. First, we need to stop making every conversation about ourselves. It's really tough to be around a person who talks about themselves endlessly, taking over the conversation and turning every topic into a me-fest. Romans 12.3 can really help us here. It says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. In context, the Apostle Paul was writing to the believers in Rome, providing them with an entire chapter about how to live the transformed Christian life. Not just a pretend paper doll kind of Christianity, but a life that was truly made new by Christ, different than it was before. In the list of instructions, we find the reminder to keep a humble opinion of ourselves. Humility manifests itself in modesty. It's so rare, but so very beautiful. When a person has a proper opinion of themselves, they realize that while they may have something of value to offer to others, they're not the only one. We each have gifts, talents, abilities, and more. In fact, the list of varying gifts is in Romans 12, verses 6 through 8. Listen to the list. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth, on teaching. Or he that exhorteth, on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth, with diligence. He that sheweth mercy, with cheerfulness. So there we have it. You're in that list somewhere. We all have value. So there's no need to be puffed up with pride. A modest opinion of ourselves is so essential. Two-way conversations are way better than one-way monologues about the self. Here's an exercise to practice soon. Catch yourself before turning the conversation into something about you. This is literally putting Romans 12.3 into active practice, thinking soberly of ourselves. I like this quote by author Andrew Murray, and it's an excellent reminder. He said this, As natural and easy as it has been to be proud, it must become natural for us to be humble. You know what humility is? It's a sign of spiritual health. A second habit that is good for relationships is this. Practice deliberate kindness with love. 
Now, this may seem obvious, but knowing and doing are two different things. Romans 12.10 tells us to be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. But do we really live like that? Is that how we really treat people? Practicing kindness with love is slightly different than loving kindness, but they are related. Loving kindness is a word that's rarely used today, but it was mentioned quite a bit throughout the Old Testament, and it basically meant merciful goodness and favor. That's what God shows us daily. Deliberate kindness with love, or being kindly affectioned one to another, that's where we are going to treat people with kindness even if they don't deserve it. We tend to think that we deserve things other people do not deserve. But when you look at all of our lives, we all have flaws, all have sinned. We've all fallen short. And so all of us have areas where a person really probably could have a good reason to say, you know what, I'm not going to be nice to them, and here's why. See, being kind to others, whether they've earned it or not, is kindness with love. We're being kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love as instructed in the verse. This is a choice and we need to make it intentionally or we'll choose to treat people on a sliding scale, giving preferential treatment to some while snubbing others. When we're kind and loving to people we already are just crazy about, well, that's no effort at all. But when we're extending that kindness and love to those who haven't behaved wisely towards us, haven't been kind towards us, now we're putting feet to our faith. Listen to how Jesus summed it up in this passage from Luke chapter 6, verses 32 to 36. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Oof, tough marching orders those, aren't they? We have opportunities to be kindly affectionate to others daily. We just have to think about it. Analyze your relationships with others and see if you're treating people differently when you shouldn't be. When it comes to relationships, there are no big shots, just humans in need of kindness mingled with Christ-like love. Every now and then, we need to ask ourselves how we're really treating people and look for ways to improve. And finally, number three in the list of relationship habits, cultivate peace as often as possible. Why is it that some people are so hard to get along with? Well, in part, it's because they underestimate the value of peace. Romans 12.18 gives us an instruction with a hint included. See if you catch it. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. This verse kind of made me chuckle. As I researched it, I looked up word by word, and my childlike imagination was picturing the Lord saying, Now I know some people will simply be impossible, but if it be possible, live peaceably with the rest of them. (laughs) And then I imagine hearing a follow-up statement, plan to have to work at it. (laughs) 
(laughs) Of course, these words are not in the verse, and I'm not suggesting that we add them. But when a verse starts with, if it be possible, we're being put on notice that sometimes it won't be possible. The phrase, live peaceably, in the Strong's Concordance means that we'll cultivate or keep peace. This indicates labor. We're either working to create an environment of peace, or we're striving to restore peace, or we're trying to keep the peace where we already have it. Now, this requires also a filter on our speech so that we're not saying things that offend others on purpose. We'll either use too many words or we'll learn to measure our words. We've got to do one or the other. In other words, you've heard me say it before, put the tongue on a budget, please. If we're saying things that get us into big trouble, who's going to have to fix that later? We are. Which do you prefer, maintaining peace or restoring it after breaking it? We do have a choice. You know what can cause us to be careless with our words? Primarily selfishness. And that carelessness disturbs the peace. We want to please God first, and then we want to get along with others as this is possible. It does mean that we're going to do our best not to be harsh, quarrelsome, cranky, or short-tempered with people. When we have a lot of people problems, we need to check the person in the mirror for contributions. It is possible to live peaceably, and while we can't achieve it 100% of the time, the scripture has given us the goal to aim high and live peaceably as often as possible. Romans 12 is a relationship chapter worth reading in thoughtful, slow motion. As you're reading it, ask the Lord to reveal any areas that need improvement in your life, leading to improved relationships with others. Here's a great closing verse from Romans 12, 21 to claim as a relationship standard. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. Visit the shop at keeptheheart.com for Bible studies, books, and more, along with Francie's conference event calendar. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.